Hi everyone, and welcome back to the True Crime Talks podcast, where we discuss solved and unsolved crimes and mysteries. My name is Katie, and today I'm going to talk about the crimes of Andrzej Kanowski. Andrzej has been convicted of murder and several sex offences in the UK and Poland. He is also a suspect in several other unsolved murders. Andrzej was born in Warsaw, Poland on the 29th of March 1956. His mother was a stay-at-home mum while his dad worked in construction as a builder. When his father was offered a new job, the family moved to the town of Mława in Poland. As a child, Andrzej had difficulties in school and was nervous and shy with other children. When he was a teenager, he stole money from his parents and ran away from home. In 1973, Andrzej was arrested at the age of 17 for the crime of rape. He was sentenced to just three years in prison as the court believed that he was unlikely to re-offend. This was, however, untrue and he went on to commit many more serious crimes. Shortly after he was released from prison, he was arrested and tried again. This time his crime was theft and he was given a suspended sentence. After this, he began working as an ambulance driver in Warsaw and surrounding towns in Poland. While driving around in his ambulance, he would stop if he spotted a woman or girl by the side of the road. Often these women would be picking strawberries from the fields. He would drag them into the field and sexually assault them. In one case, he stopped a woman as he was driving and asked her for directions. He pretended not to have heard the woman's answer and asked her to lean in closer. When she did, he closed the window on her neck and trapped her. He sexually assaulted her while she could not escape. Andrzej Konowski was finally arrested in 1980 in Chichenau, Poland. He was charged with 25 crimes including several rapes, attempted murder, robbery and escape from custody. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison. The prosecutor had advised that he was given the maximum penalty of 25 years as he believed that his crimes would only get worse if he was released. However, this was ignored. Angie was released after just 11 years for good behaviour. On March 19, 1992, 14-year-old Agnieszka Grzbica disappeared while walking home from school in Mlava, Poland. It was strongly believed that she had been abducted and killed. Andrzej was questioned in this case and is strongly suspected of carrying out the crime. However, he was never charged. Andrzej was arrested again in 1995 for the rape of two more girls. He was sent to prison again, where he remained for two years. At this time, Andrzej complained of medical issues. He was subsequently diagnosed with an obstructed artery. He was temporarily released in order to receive medical treatment. The previous year, Andrzej had sold his apartment and used money to buy a fake passport. After being temporarily released from custody, Andrzej escaped. He used the fake passport to flee to England. In 1996, 
Angie was living in Acton, West London, and working in a dry cleaners using the fake passport as documentation. Within months of living in England, he began following girls around the area with the intention of sexually assaulting them. He was apparently unsuccessful initially, or the crimes had just gone unreported. However, on the 22nd of May 1997, Angie encountered a young girl walking home. Angie followed 12-year-old Katerina Kaneva to her house as she walked home from school. Katerina was a Macedonian immigrant who lived in Hammersmith, West London, with her parents. After following her to her home, he broke in and jammed the door with a chair to prevent anyone else from coming in. At this time, Katerina's father Traj came home from studying English at college. Katerina's mum, Zaklina, had been out with a friend at the time. Traj instantly knew that something was wrong as he was unable to open the front door, which was barricaded with the chair. He could see his daughter's bag through a window and also could see a pair of men's black shoes that he didn't recognise. Speaking about the incident at a later date, Traj stated, It was the very first time our daughter was alone. I expected everything to be all right. I started like mad, kicking the door with all of my body. I was trying just to get in because my brain was saying I knew something was wrong. I was desperate to get in because my feelings were bad. I was so scared I thought that maybe if someone was inside and she cannot get to the door. She must get to the window and jump, so I ran downstairs. Unfortunately, in the time Angie had had in the house, he managed to choke Katerina with a cord. On being interrupted by Katerina's father, Angie jumped out of the window and tried to run away. Traj came face to face with him in a neighbour's garden, at which point he asked him what he was doing in his house. He chased after him, but eventually Angie got away. After threatening to stab Traj with a knife, Angie stole a car and got away. Traj got back into his house and found his daughter with a cord tied around her neck. He managed to cut the cord and tried to resuscitate her. Ambulances were called and paramedics desperately tried to save Katrina's life. However, she was later pronounced dead. Shortly after the murder of Katerina, Scotland Yard announced that there would be a £20,000 reward for any information that led to the capture of the killer. They found hair and fingerprints belonging to the murderer. However, at the time, were unable to connect them to anyone. Just a month after the murder of Katerina, Angie was arrested for theft. However, he was not fingerprinted or DNA tested at the time of his arrest. He was therefore released and allowed to disappear after claiming asylum. On the 16th of April 1999, 19-year-old Elizabeth Chow was walking home from Thames Valley University in Ealing. She was captured on CCTV at 6pm walking along Uxbridge Road. She lived in Ealing Broadway and the CCTV footage captured her just yards from her home. She was never seen again. Elizabeth's family had been expecting her to return shortly. 
Her brother said that she was always a very responsible girl and would always contact them if she was going to be late. She was described by family as a considerate and caring young lady that didn't go out much and was very dedicated to her studies. Elizabeth remains missing to this day and no one has ever been charged in connection with her disappearance. Police stated that Angie is a suspect in the case. Only a few months later, 27-year-old Lola Shinkoya disappeared while walking home in Ealing. Lola was a US citizen of Nigerian descent and she was studying computer technology at Royal Holloway College. Lola had been working for Entertainment UK as a temp in Perryvale, Ealing. She left on the 3rd of January 2000 between 4 and 4.30pm. She is thought to have gone home to Swincombe Avenue but had not been able to get in as her sister had the only key. She is then thought to have caught the E2 bus from Northfield Avenue outside Northfield's underground station and gotten off the bus outside Burger King at Ealing Broadway underground station. She was never seen again. Lola is described as 5 foot 5 in height, slim build, black with brown shoulder length hair. At the time of her disappearance, she was wearing a long black coat, a grey scarf, a velvet blue hat, blue jeans and black patent leather shoes. Police later linked the cases of Lola and Elizabeth together. They believe that the same perpetrator is responsible for both, however no one has ever been charged in either disappearance. Although Angie has been named as a suspect by police, others have been considered. Sister of serial killer Levi Belfield believes her brother is responsible for Elizabeth and Lola's disappearances. At the time, Levi Belfield owned a clamping business in West Ealing, close to where the disappearances occurred. Levi's sister urged Scotland Yard to reopen the investigations into the women's disappearances. In 2002, Angie lured a 21-year-old Korean student to his flat in Acton, West London, pretending that he was going to sell it to her. When she entered the flat, he began choking her and sexually assaulted her. Fortunately, the victim survived and went straight to police about the attack and he was quickly located and arrested for rape. He was sentenced to nine years in prison for this crime. While in prison, Angie's DNA was uploaded to the police database to see if he could be linked to any unsolved crimes. He was flagged up as a match to the DNA found on Katerina Koneva's cardigan. After further investigation into his past, he was interviewed by police and confessed that he was on the run from Polish police. Police subsequently found that he had an extensive record dating back to the 1970s in Poland. In March 2004, Andrzej was brought to trial for the murder of Katarzyna Koneva. He was found guilty on all charges and sentenced to a whole life order without the chance of parole. After being convicted, he was said to be one of the most dangerous and prolific sex offenders that the prosecution and police force had ever come across. Although strongly suspected, he has never been convicted of any other crimes. Andrzej Kanowski died in HM Prison, Franklin, 
on the 23rd of September 2009 due to heart failure. An appeal was made to the public in an effort to connect him to any further rapes or murders committed in England. However, as of January 2023, there are no new developments. <laughs>